years. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Yes, it's a good day for singing a song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything be wrong? A good day from morning to night. Well, good morning, Grand Valley. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another day, another week of the Watchdog Morning Show. Bob Slaughter and I are here to spend time with you and hopefully for you to spend time with us, not just give us your ears, not just listen, but talk to us or communicate with us on the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, 304-214-1600. Frio Stack Auction Service phone line, 304-232-8255. It's 30 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 27 at the Highlands, 24 in Elm Grove, and 28 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Could be mostly clear today. We'll have a high around 48, pretty much the same for tomorrow. Same on Wednesday, but a smidgen warmer on Wednesday. I didn't warm the car up enough this morning. I forgot. So I had frost on the windshield, windshield this morning. I did, too, even after I, uh, I let it run for a while. I must have a short, uh, as I said earlier, uh, about a month ago, I started uh, having trouble with my uh, blower on my uh, defroster. And I had an appointment to have the whole thing removed and replaced. Well, it started working. Well, it stopped oh, okay. working. Yeah, so See, it, that's the work. You'd rather almost you'd almost rather just break and be broken, right? But I think I don't think it's the whole motor. It must be a short, or the wire is loose, or something. So it was a cold morning uh, to start the morning off riding in this morning, Howard. It was colder than I realized. I mean, I thirty degrees. That's yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're only actually twenty eight here. Yeah, the highest we've got is thirty. So yeah, you're exactly but right. Yesterday, I think, kind of spoiled us. It, it did because it was so sunny and warm. I wouldn't call it warm, would you? I mean, it was. It was okay. I mean, it didn't. It didn't feel as 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 warm as it, it looked. I didn't wear a coat in the afternoon when we went out. Okay, so I guess it was warm. Everything's comparative. Everything is relative. You know. I think we got close to sixty. So I, I think so that's too. not cold. Yeah. No, it was, it was a good weekend. Uh, it's going to be an okay week. Okay, okay week. We'll have mostly clear skies all week, and we'll be uh, upper forties, fifties uh, throughout the week. So that's um, that's pretty good. <clears throat> Here's what we've got coming up today. Bob, you and I have talked about this it was almost exactly a year ago. The train went off the tracks in East Palestine. And we spent a huge amount of time for about two or three weeks. By we, I mean you and I and this show and the general media, right? Two or three weeks is really on top of that story almost every day. And then slowly but surely it kind of faded away from the media's eye. And the reality is that is still a problem in East Palestine. How have the residents coped? Not well. They're still having a lot of health issues. Local photographer Rebecca Kiger, who was with us in the early days, has spent much of the year in East Palestine. Her photos have been featured in the Washington Post, and she was part of the reporting team and the coverage team for this week's cover story in Time magazine about East Palestine one year later. She's with us today to reflect back on East Palestine, in particular how it is affecting the residents and what are some of the unanswered questions that are out there? Like I said, it's one of those stories Bob just kind of fades from mind, even though 
I know that it's a big deal. I know that it's still pending out there. And it's one of those stories we're just not going to know how bad it really was until later on, until you know they, they figure it could, out could and, and, and maybe quit lying to it, or to, not to you and I, but to lying to the good folks up there in Columbiana County. And that's uh, part of what we'll talk about with Rebecca Kiger. The the statements coming out from the uh, the, the city council up there and from the EPA, among other things. Oh, everything's okay now. We we've got things fine. You know, we 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 survived the crisis. It's over with. And Rebecca and the team she worked with in time, at Time Magazine said, no, things are not well. That's not true at all. We'll spend some time talking about that coming up later on this morning. There's a new timetable for Wheeling Streetscape as it uh, moves Main Street paving up quite a good bit, and that's good news. You know it's election year when Groundhog Day becomes an ongoing political story. It is that in West Virginia. Brad McElhinney in with that. Ohio State Patrol is beefing up enforcement on I-70. As we hear more details about that trucker who was shot in the face, we'll get to all of that. Coming up this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It is, I didn't turn my clock on. What time is it? It is 7.13. That's usually where I give a quick time check and I didn't, didn't my time. It's 7.13 here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you will indulge Bob and I for a couple of minutes, I want to take some time here at the front of the show to be personal, to talk about some personal things. We'll get into the serious stuff. We'll get into the news. But I want to talk about some personal things. Uh, And it begins with, uh, Bob, a really sad story for those of us here at the Watchdog Radio Network, our good partner and friend and colleague, Lola Miller's sister, passed away over the weekend. She did, Howard. And uh, I was just with Linda... uh uh, less than two weeks ago, and I knew how ill she was. I knew how ill she was at the Christmas party. It was it was very, very sad to see her going down a hill so fast. But yet when I saw her, and of course we all talked to Lola daily, and it looked like she was rallying a little bit. And so to say you're shocked when you, when you, when you hear the passing of someone that you know was very, very sick and that was going to, to, to pass from their illness, it still shocked me, Howard. It, it, it did because... I was under the belief that uh, they were they were helping her. She was she was rallying. I thought, and, and I thought she was going to uh, to extend her life, but it it, it, it ended uh, really really quickly on Saturday morning. I have unfortunately uh, had a couple of occasions in recent years to deal with with those who have had cancer and have gone through uh, and have died. Um, when my brother was in the hospital, um, we thought six months maybe or so, and, and they were they were talking about beginning treatment. Okay, it's not going to save him, but we can, you know, if you want to have treatment. He said, yes, he wanted to, and hadn't even started yet, and within two days he was dead. You just never know. On the other hand, I've had a friend who was diagnosed with uh, to, to die in six months, and he would live six years. So, you know, it just, you just never know. You don't, and uh, one of the reasons I was sad uh, last week this time wasn't that I, I lost uh, money on the bet, but... Lola and her sister Linda are both oh, yeah. diehard Detroit Lions fans. And I, I just know that would have made her feel so good knowing that the, the Lions were going to the Super Bowl. You know, we talked about it here before. They, they've, they've never been to the Super Bowl before. So to, to be that close and to take that away from it, it just, it, it just, was, just made everything so sad. And then suddenly <clears throat> she was gone. Many of you know um, – either from personal connections with, with Lola and Linda or from things she's talked about on the air, they were together all the time. I mean, they lived together over on the island. They, they were together all the time. Uh, 
they did everything together, usually a couple of vacations a year out someplace. Um, you know, they went to all the festivals, all of the events around town, everything they did together. And again, my real compassion and condolences go to Lola in particular. That's going to be tough when you lose what's essentially half yourself. You know, it's going to be very, very tough. Well, you hit it on the head, Howard. You know, I don't know if I've ever known a pair of sisters that were that close. You yeah. know, they were best friends. They they lived together. They did everything together. And you're right, Howard. There's nothing more we could do for Linda, but it's poor Lola that's going to need our love and support. Yeah, absolutely. There is going to be a, um, I think um, Lola's calling a celebration of Linda's life on Wednesday. Uh, she asked everyone to come join on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, 5 to 7 p.m., Altmeyer Funeral Home on Oak Street in downtown Wheeling for a celebration of Linda's life. Family and friends are welcome and encouraged to share their stories of Linda and her antics, common and joy with friends and family. Uh, I'm glad to see her turn it into a celebration of life, not a you know parade of death. Yeah, I mean, she she was around that, uh, you know, for some time now. Uh, Linda's been very ill for, for some time, and it'll be good to talk about the good times, Howard. Yep, so um, if you are a friend of, of Lola's, uh, Wednesday evening, 5 to 7, Altmeyer's on Oak Street in downtown Wheeling. A celebration of life of Lola's sister, Linda, who passed away this week. It's Saturday, Bob? Was it Saturday? Saturday morning, and I can tell you this, if you've never met Lola Miller, but you know her through the radio, and you have a minute to stop in, I know she would enjoy that oh my, so yes. much, just to say hello, and, 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 and you know, times like this, it's really nice to, to meet, meet someone that you really don't know, but uh, you're connected. Yeah, absolutely, and um, as you said, she needs, I don't want to, you know. Probably wouldn't like us saying this. She's going to need some support. She Lola's tough. Don't make no mistake about that. Lola is Look, tough well, as they come, but think, she's down. I think she's right taking now. the day off. But yeah. Bob and I talked over the weekend. I don't know. Will she come in? That's she's that kind of person. She yeah, might. Have, she's she could have come in today. She's tough. So yeah. again, uh, just a, a kind word or a hug would go a long, long way. You know, I got thinking. Seven eighteen here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, this weekend though had me reflecting, Bob, on life and legacies. Yesterday, having dinner at um, Undo's in Benwood, and a woman came over and said, I wanted to just talk to you, and my wife knew her right away. She had been a teacher at Bethlehem School, where my mother had taught. And, uh, and then she said to me, she said, I wanted to also say to you, I'm a reading teacher. She's retired now. She said, I, I was a reading teacher, and I was a reading teacher because when I was a student, I couldn't read, and your mother, meaning my mother, your mother took me after class for a long, long time, and taught me to read. Well, that had to make you feel really good, Howard Monroe. Well, it reflected back on when my mom died and how many of her students had said she was one of the best teachers they ever had. And I got thinking, what a legacy my mom left behind of people that she impacted being a teacher. And when my aunt passed a couple of years after that, Aunt Peggy, the same thing was true. She had been a nurse, and the folks she had worked with and the folks she had helped came from all around to talk about what a wonderful nurse she had been. And I don't want to sound whatever. I got thinking, what are they going to say about me? What's my legacy going to be? When they come to the funeral home, if they do, when I'm finally gone, 
are they going to say, oh, yes, I used to listen to him on Swap Shop? I mean, that, that's it, you know. Do you ever stop and think about that? What's the legacy we leave behind? Well, a couple of weeks ago, our friend John McCabe told me, yeah, you better start thinking about that uh, because, you know, we're not getting any younger. I, I think with you, Howard, so many people are thankful that they had you for the morning uh, to, to listen to for, for decades. It's not years, for decades. But – you have been at odds with maybe half of your audience, you know, politically. <laughs> uh, so I, I think everybody will miss you while you're gone, Howard. Well, I, I'm, I'm not trying to you know, gin up. You okay, me. right? Do you want me? No, I'm not going anywhere. No, no. <laughs> First of all, I'm going I'm to clear my throat, which is no symptom at all. Excuse me. But um, no, I, but I just got thinking when the time comes, I'm thinking about how many individuals came and said their life was changed by my mom, their life was changed by my aunt. I'd like to think somewhere along the way, somebody will say, you said or did something that made things different. And maybe you're right. Maybe it's just, you gave me something to do in the morning. I don't know. I think I'd just like to keep it simple. Of course, I'd like for my two sons to say that uh, dad was a good dad. I'd like for my neighbors to say that Bob was a good neighbor. And I'd like for my former teammates to say Bob was a, was a good teammate. If I get those three... I'm fine, Howard. I, I, in, in, as I thought a lot about this over the weekend, maybe too much, uh, Linda's sister's death, Linda, uh, Linda's death, uh, Lola's sister, spurred these thoughts. And then seeing the, the uh, teacher who talked about my mom yesterday really got me going deep down into a dive on this. Um, I, I got thinking what you said. I guess, I, you know, my legacy, I hope, is the family. I hope it's having raised three good boys. I was Teddy, you know. That's the legacy, I guess. And last night, for the first time, I got an extended visit with the new part of the family. My great-grandson, Andrew, came to visit. And i got to tell you, Bob, I have not lost my touch. I can hold the baby, sing to him, stop him from crying. I burped him. I fed him. Uh, what about the diaper, Howard? Did you go there? Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was so neat. Four weeks old, uh, and... Um, and it was just a wonderful thing to, to see the new generation. And that's, you know, since I've spent a good bit of the last 24, 36 hours thinking about, you know, the other end of life, it's nice to have seen the beginning of a new life and the beginning of a new family. And it was, it was really neat. And you know who just loved that little fella? Teddy. Teddy, my, uh, my grandson, uh, he wanted to, he said, I'm going to have to teach him things. I have to teach him. And he brought him a toy. He says, I'm going to see if he likes these toys. And he read to him. Teddy went and got a book. Said, "Do you think he'd like it if I read to him?" So he got a book and he read him a book. And um, so that was a good ending to our my weekend. It started off kind of sad with the beginning, learning about Linda, and it came to an end with uh, meeting my new great grandson. And um, not the first time I met him. First time we had an extended visit with him, and um, spending time with him. And um, I have a picture. I got to try and find what Teddy, Teddy now. I have a picture of me feeding Andrew last night, and I have the exact same picture of me feeding Teddy when he was first born. So, um, but in in retrospect, I think maybe you know, Bob. I think you hit the nail on the head. It, 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 maybe it's family. Family starts. It's it's the legacy starts with the family, and you've raised good boys. So that's that's the legacy you leave behind. And it always has been important to me to from what my neighbors think of me. They might not like me, but I've always wanted my neighbors to know that they can count on me. And uh, so, yeah, Howard, I, I keep it simple. As long as the people on Overbrook Avenue have a, a good thing to say in my family, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. 
Well, I've always had good neighbors and had good relations, except for the ones who I peed on their rose bushes. Uh, Uh-oh. Are they still around, Howard? <laughs> well, they don't live next door to me anymore. Let's put it that way. <laughs> anyway, I didn't want to get maudlin or, or, or too deep in philosophical thought. <clears throat> and I hope you accept our, my apologies, at least, for um, starting the show off on a very, very personal note all the way around. Because um, these are things that I was thinking about. And again, please... Uh, if you have a chance at some point to see or to talk to Lola, make sure you send her your condolences as well. And for the moment, at least, that's all I have to say about legacy and sad things and so on. It's 724, 24 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We learned, well, we kind of confirmed over the weekend, Bob, what we had thought we knew on Friday about that trucker who was shot in the face. Yeah, I still don't know a lot, Howard. We'll take a little bit of time to talk about what the OSP has had to say. That's coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Attention, Ohio Valley neighbors. Are you ready to embark on a journey to find your perfect home sweet home? Meet Kelly Kent, your trusted companion in the world of real estate. Step into a world of reliability, trustworthiness, and integrity as Kelly takes you by the hand to explore the possibilities waiting for you in the Ohio Valley. Kelly Kent isn't just a salesperson slash realtor. She's a devoted community member dedicated to enhancing the lives of her neighbors. With a heart for service and a passion for creating lasting connections, Kelly is here to make your real estate dreams come true true. Do you have an elderly family member looking to downsize? Kelly specializes in seniors real estate, ensuring a seamless transition to a home that suits your loved one's lifestyle and needs. Kelly Kent understands that a home is more than just four walls. It's a place where memories are made and dreams come alive. Kelly Kent, turning keys, opening doors, and welcoming you to the home you've always imagined. Call today and let the journey begin. Call 304-559-8501. This is Kelly Kent from Cannon and Cannon Realtors. Robert D. Kennan Broker, and I just want to say, let's go Knights. Looking to buy or sell a home? For a reliable, experienced agent that has been serving the tri-state area for over 30 years, contact Denise Pavlik, Realtor Salesperson with Paul Associates in the Glendale Marshall County office at 304-281-5250. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Seven twenty-eight. Watchdog Morning Show Monday morning going to be mostly clear today. High around forty-eight. 
Pretty much the same for tomorrow and Wednesday. A little bit warmer on Wednesday, maybe low to mid-50s on Wednesday. Right now, it's cold outside. 30 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 27 at the Highlands, 24 in Elm Grove, and 28 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. You will, at least I had to, scrape my car this morning. Didn't have, didn't think to turn the car on early enough, so I had to scrape the car and uh, make sure you want to bundle up because it's, it's cold out there. Baby, it's cold outside. Bob, when we left on Friday, we had been trying to get a handle on this trucker who was shot on I-470, middle of the week last week. I forget what exact day it was. The story we got originally was a trucker had been shot in the face on I-470, about mile marker 3, westbound. And initially, you and I said, well, I mean, it it could have been some kind of a personal event, but that seems so far-fetched. Maybe it was somebody on the hillside doing target practice or shooting and that's exactly an what I thought. Bullet, yeah, I thought one just got away. You, you know, you got but, careless, and uh, that happened. But that—that's not looking on. That's that the way it was. A, that is apparently not what happened. And again, I had a text from a listener who was right on. I didn't. I, you recall? I said I'm not going to read this because this sounds so bizarre. But he was right. The text she sound, was right. I said I I can't, I can't say this until I have some confirmation. Well, we have confirmation. The Ohio Highway Patrol says Michael Brundage of Ellenburn, West Virginia, had to pull off the side of the road. Some kind of problem, I guess. Had to pull off the side of the road. Uh, His truck broke down near mile marker three. Another commercial truck truck driver pulled over, apparently asked, do you need any help? Okay, so far the story, I mean, that's nice guy, right? Do you need any help? And then, according to the victim, this guy shot him in the face. Do you need any help? <laughs> shot him in the face. And then he got in his, the other guy got in his truck and fled the scene. That's just... Does the guy remember any description of the, the guy the or the subject, truck? The suspect is believed to be a black male wearing a black toboggan at the time of the incident, uh, reportedly driving a commercial vehicle with blue lettering. That's the description that he gave. Police obviously are on the lookout for that. The shooting is under investigation. Uh, Highway Patrol says if you have any information, call the post and let them know if maybe you were around there and so on. But um, that is, that's just, uh, I mean, that's like something out of a bad movie, right? Because the other thing that I would have bet on, okay, it didn't come from the woods. They had to have a beef. It that's, had to be personal. Something happened course. on the road. He cut him off or this and that, flipped him off. But, man, it doesn't sound like that either, Howard. I mean, I guess it's possible that the, that the second driver – it's possible that, that the first driver cut him off or did something to – Kind of caught up with him here, yeah. So he drove up. But you're right. The, the first thing we both thought, and I was, errant bullet from the hillside. That makes sense. That also makes everybody feel better because it was, it was a terrible mistake, but a mistake. <laughs> second thing I thought, well, if it was, a, if it was an actual one-on-one shooting – must have been somebody who was angry, was had a real, as you say, a real beef with this guy. Um, and now, I don't know. I don't know. He, he pulled off the side of the road and said, do you need help? And then shot him in the face. Um, and again, thankfully, you would think severe injuries, if not death, 
But this guy was able to keep his wits and ask for help, get on the phone. He he was in the hospital over the weekend, was supposed to be released. I don't know if he was released yet or not, but uh, he was in the hospital over the weekend. But you're, you're shot in the face. That does not sound like a good thing. No, I would say the survival rate is uh, not very much. So I sincerely hope the patrol find the person and, and A, I want to find the person and, and hold him accountable. But I hope you, they find the person and we find out what what's the story here. And there's, I would think, I don't want to cause a panic, but there's other people in danger. I mean, if he shot that guy for just nothing, I mean, he's still well, out there. Yeah, yeah he's good, still I, out yeah, there. I, I don't want to, you're right. I mean, is he, did he shoot him for just nothing or was there something that we don't know yet? Um, and you know what's crazy, Howard? I mean, this whole story is crazy. But think about it. Okay, I shoot you. It's going to take me, what, three minutes to get in my truck, get my truck moving. It's going to be out there like a billboard for everybody to see. But I guess if they weren't paying attention, maybe you wouldn't remember. You know, how many times you've driven by, you see a couple of trucks on the side of the yeah, road. you don't pay you that know, much attention. Up, somebody's broke down. Somebody's helping them. You know, I mean, we, you might take note, but you probably don't think anything weird about it. Uh, and then the truck goes off. And, you, again, if you see that without knowing what's going on, you probably say, okay, well, I guess he – he was a good Samaritan, did his duty, and yeah. and moved on. But again, uh, you were right to the uh, to the texter. I mean, you had it right. I'm almost. It looks like you had it exactly right. He looks like he had it exactly right. Yeah, and uh, I, I I I didn't think it was like that, and I I didn't think the information getting out there that quick. So man, I apologize. Yeah, I I do too. But I, again, I I'm I don't like to report what I would call rumors, even though he said he heard it on the scanner. Especially when, to me, they don't sound – it's like, that. no, that can't be – when he put that text out last week to me on the, on the text line, I thought, ah, this sounds like, a, like a, a novel. This sounds like a bad movie. I, something's not right here. But he was right. I mean, I, I have to admit, I, he's right. And something like that could cause a little panic. I mean, I don't know where that trucker – where he ended up. He's probably on the West Coast by now. But, again, man, I, I'm like you, Howard. Boy, I hope they find this guy. Yeah. And, again, I, I hope they find him in order to hold him accountable. But I hope they find him in order for us to find out what in the world was going on there. Like I said, did they have a personal beef? That's not the indication here, but we don't know enough yet. Maybe you know, was, were, did they know each other somehow? I don't know. Was there was this kind of delayed road rage? I just don't know. Now you and I both watched the Big Seven's cameras out. There's one on Two Mile Hill. There's you know, they're all around. I, I guess they would start their their investigation looking to see what kind of cameras are in that area sure. to see if they can possibly identify the truck yeah and uh, there may be other cameras around there you know there's cameras are everywhere i mean cameras are everywhere in our society today so i know that because i watch ncis and they always go to the, <laughs> they always find find some video uh it is apparently not connected directly to the incident that we're talking about but as of today, the Ohio Highway Patrol is going to increase a, uh, their vigilance on 470, looking for drivers who are speeding, making improper lane changes, uh, texting, and so on. They're calling it um, Operation Problem Site Identification. And for the next uh, two weeks, starting today, the Ohio Highway Patrol is going to be concentrating on I-470, looking for anybody driving incorrectly improperly again they specifically talk about speeding improper lane changes texting so be aware if you're on 470 there's going to be a strong high state patrol presence 
I don't know that this is directly tied to the trucker incident because, I, as you said, I would think the trucker's long gone. But it apparently this has been something they've been thinking about doing for a while and they've done it. There's been a 7% increase in commercial cr- crashes on 470 over the last year. So crashes are up, and they wanted to check on that. So be aware. It starts today, continues all this week, and all next week uh, for the first, what, six to eight miles on I-70, I-470 going into Ohio. So be aware of that. And uh, all right, that's that's that. Uh, coming up, uh, we'll check in with Adam Fike from the, from the uh, Big 7 Morning Meteorologist. Looks like we have an okay week coming up. But, man, they're having trouble out in California. It's a mess out there. We'll talk about that in a minute or two. Right now, let's talk about uh, Ohio Valley headlines. Taylor Long is here at 736. Good Monday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this February the 5th. There was a shooting in a Pittsburgh neighborhood resulting in the death of one man and injuries to two others. Officials say the shooting took place around 6.30 p.m. on Saturday at the 1800 block of Broadhead Fording Road in Ferrywood. The location was a Salvation Army branch where a baby shower was underway. The deceased was identified as 19-year-old Antoine Dorsey of Pittsburgh. One was critically wounded and transported to the hospital, while the other left the scene independently before being hospitalized. In some traffic news, starting today, a section of West Virginia 180 in New Martinsville near the Van Camp Bridge will be limited to one lane from 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. For bridge maintenance, drivers are urged to slow down and expect delays in the area. Please note that the schedule may change due to bad weather or unexpected events. And in Ohio County, a section of I-70, both eastbound and westbound lanes in Wheeling, will experience lane restrictions near the Middle Creek Bridges. This will occur from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. today and tomorrow for the installation of guardrails. Drivers are advised to reduce speed and anticipate delays. An alternate route available is U.S. 40. Staying in the Mountain State, Governor Jim Justice, along with the WVDOH, is seizing the opportunity presented by the recent warm spell to launch Operation RIP Potholes. With the weather currently mild and forecasted to reach the 50s and 60s in the coming weeks, the WVDOH has coordinated with asphalt plants in Princeton and Morgantown to commence operations today. This move aims to capitalize on the momentum generated by the opening of a plant in Polka in the last week of January. And lastly, looking to Belmont County, a 7% increase in commercial crashes on I-470 over the last year has driven Ohio State Highway Patrol troopers to focus on enforcement and crash reduction on the interstate. Troopers from the St. Clairsville Post will be conducting what's known as a problem site identification program on I-470. That was a look at your headlines. Have a marvelous Monday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Judge Ron Wilson was born and raised his family here in West Virginia. He is the most experienced judge in our mountain state. During his years serving the citizens of Hancock, Brook, and Ohio counties, Judge Wilson was selected to sit on the Supreme Court, was voted Judge of the Year, and was selected in 2023 for judicial excellence. Let's keep Judge Ron Wilson. I'm Judge Ron Wilson, and I respectfully ask for your vote. Paid for by the committee to keep Ron Wilson judge. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Wednesday edition of the show, we'll take a look back at the Mountaineers basketball game with Kansas State in Morgantown. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire drops by. We'll take a look at the biggest stories in technology over the last seven days. And Tom Bragg joins me in studio at 5 o'clock to talk about the Marshall Thundering Herd and more. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, interrupt, and our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News Station. 
and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. I wish I was homeward bound. Home where my thoughts escaping home, where my music's playing home, where my love lies waiting silently for. I'm asking this for a reason, mm-hmm. and I don't know that. Are you playing that song for a particular reason? No, I, uh, I I thought this morning. I don't know if we've ever played Simon and Garfunkel before, so I I picked nine songs are, from are Simon they, and Garfunkel. Is there something? Is there an anniversary event or something? I, I don't think so. Okay. The reason I ask is <laughs> now. All right, you talk about weird and spooky things. So uh-huh. last night, we're watching TV, and all of a sudden, Alexa comes on, and starts playing this song. Just out of nowhere, starts playing Homeward Bound. And I'm thinking, why is she doing that? What, you know, did she just think I wanted to hear it out of nowhere? So I thought when, I thought, since you were playing. I talked to Alexis this morning, Howard. I love that. She helped me pick the music this morning. Okay, because it was really weird. We were watching TV, not listening to music. And all of a sudden, here comes, uh, pardon me. All of a sudden, here comes uh, Alexa playing Simon and Garfunkel, Homeward Bound. And I got thinking, was there some kind of a special event or something? I don't know. If any of you know, feel free to text me. 304-214-1600. 304-214-1600. Frio Stack auction service text line is open and available. You can call as well, 304-232-8255. It was a really good weekend, I thought. I enjoyed myself. A lot of sunshine. In fact, the sunshine was so – my eyes have, been, have a bit of a problem lately. Very sensitive to light. I had to put on the double-thick sunglasses yesterday to keep the... Oh, you didn't look like, look like Mr. Magoo. No, no. I, I had those old lady sunglasses, you know, the, the ones you see with the, the big wrap around the giant... Well, I put the, I had to put those on, so... Yes, I certainly look like... If not Mr. Magoo, I look like a real old man. But um, beautiful, though. Sunshine was great, and uh, it was a beautiful day yesterday. Cold morning this morning, though. Let's talk to Adam Fike about that from the Big 7, WTRF-TV. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Howard. How are you? I'm good. It was a. I forgot to turn the car on before I got into it this morning, which is a mistake, because I had frost on the windshield and it was really cold in the car. Um, without giving a chance to warm it up, it's a cold morning out there. We're uh, we're just barely up to thirty, and there only that in one of our locations. I mean, hey, it's gonna. It's at least gonna get better. It's sunny, so that means things will warm up. Unfortunately. Most of us in the upper 40s, a few spots might push 50. But, hey, it's sunny. There's no precip, so can't complain. Oh, I, that, that's true. It's going to get much better before the day is over and done with. And the week in general is going to be a pretty good week, right? Yep. Most of the week sees <clears throat> sunshine Wednesday into Thursday. We do start to see a little bit extra in the way of cloud cover. But rain, unfortunately, will return as we head into the weekend. Weekend rainy. All right. Temperatures will go up as the week goes on, though. It looks, for, look, looks to me like we're... For in the 40s for a couple of days, and then we start to rise into the 50s. Is that right? Yep. So today, tomorrow, I'd say we're about 50. Like the way I'm describing it is if you're north of I 70, you're likely in the 40s today and tomorrow. If you're south of I 70, you're likely in the low 50s. Wednesday, everyone in the mid 50s, even Thursday. Maybe Friday, you could be in the upper 50s. Okay. And then we're, we're clear and sunny up till. Uh, the weekend comes in, begin to get a little cloudy on Thursday and Friday, but the weekend we might have some rain, yes? Yep, rain chances, scattered showers likely on Friday. Saturday and Sunday at this point, it's just a chance for some spotty activity, so that 
could go up or down a little, but Friday we likely will see rain. All right, well, we can live with that. And again, it was a good weekend. I thought it was a very pleasant weekend, nice and sunny and, and pleasant for much of the weekend. I, I enjoyed it. Um, maybe, the, maybe the groundhog was right. <laughs> we shall see. I mean, this week is definitely spring-like. Yep, absolutely. Hey, uh, what's happening out in uh, – I should have asked you to check on this ahead of time. and I didn't mean to throw you a curve. What's happening out in California? I guess they've got real weather problems. Oh, my goodness. Some of them are getting inches of rain. I forget how much, but it's just it's hectic for the West Coast. So basically, the jet stream is stalled out right over top of them. So this is pumping in moisture. So as a lot of that moisture hits the mountains, it starts to rise up and it just rain all over California. When you think of like, oh, we're going to see multiple inches of snow, this is multiple inches of rain, easily creating landslides, mudslides, creating flood issues. So not fun for them. Uh, yeah, it's uh, some kind of a. I mean, I've heard some words used like a, a atmospheric, atmospheric river. river. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that kind of thing. So, I guess it's pretty tough for for some of those folks out there. Uh, we hope th- things will get better. I'm telling you, weather is just if it isn't one place, it's another place. If it isn't one kind of a weather problem, it's another kind of a weather problem. It's always happening somewhere. It's always happening somewhere. Did you have a good weekend? It was good. Got a lot of wedding planning stuff finished up on saturday and then yesterday was just relaxing did you get out and take a walk no we should have but i was feeling lazy oh, okay <laughs> i was telling bob off the air i'm starting to get embarrassed by my family now um <laughs> well you know my my youngest son uh i talked to him when i got home from church yesterday hey what'd you do today uh, he said well so i went up to ogilvy took a walk around for a while oh Okay. And I uh, asked my oldest son, Jason, what did you do today? He goes, oh, he said, I, I had to pack up all my old clothes because I've lost so much weight and no, my, my old clothes don't fit anymore. And I'm thinking, and, and my daughter-in-law, she does a, a like a five-mile walk every night up down, from our house. You don't know where our house is, but from our house in Elm Terrace down to Wheeling Park and all around Wheeling Park and back. And me, I'm still at 725 steps a day. I mean, I'm just, it's just, they're starting to really embarrass me, Adam, that the, the kids are, the kids are cleaning up their act and losing weight and, and doing all this stuff. And I just sit on the couch. No pun intended, but it sounds like you need to step it up. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, I'm going to say, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks a lot, Adam. Have a good day. <laughs> talk to you then. Thank you. Bye-bye. 30 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 27 at the Highlands, 24 in Elm Grove, and 28 here at the Watchdog Radio Network studios. I uh, got several texts, both personal and from the Frio Stack text line um, over the weekend, several people, because we talked about I don't get enough exercise. Everybody's telling me I need to exercise more. And my kids didn't tell me I need to exercise more, but now they're embarrassing me now. You know, I'm sitting on the sofa. What'd you do today, kids? Oh, took 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 a five mile walk. Son of a, <laughs> you know, <laughs> makes me feel. Did you take a five mile walk this weekend? I did not, but I got my treadmill ready for tonight, Howard. Tonight is the night. Oh, tonight you can start treadmilling. Treadmilling, and you know, if, it's, if it's decent, I'm not going to walk and freeze my ass off I outside. It. You know, so yeah. <clears throat> well, that's been. I of course I know these are excuses. I know these are excuses. I keep saying to myself, and literally keep saying to my wife, you know. Once the weather gets better, once we hit springtime, 
we'll go, we'll go to the park or we'll go over to Patterson. We'll walk, we'll walk a little bit. I can't walk in my neighborhood, I've said before, because it's it's hilly and I just can't do the hills. But I, I keep saying once once the weather's better, I, I, it's probably just an excuse. <laughs> but once the weather's better, I'm going to start doing that. But thanks to all of you who are sincerely sent me sincere notes. All right, a couple of you were snotty about it. You know, you're just a big old fat man. You might as well live that way. But uh, most people were saying, hey, you know, get out, do something. Go, go, go take a walk. 7.48 does until the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We'll be uh, checking in with Brad McElhenney coming up in the next hour about how Groundhog Day has become a political football in West Virginia. Uh, also, the streetscape has upped some of its uh, timetable, which is a good news. Do you think that people can hear? Can you hear the, the um, jackhammering outside? Yeah, right I now? was wondering. I didn't know if it was picking up from Adam's phone outside of the Big 7 on yeah. 16th Street. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm keeping my eye open for water, see if any water comes into the building, <laughs> Howard. But, yeah, it sounds like they're jackhammering right here by our bathroom. They're jack, jackhammering right outside our building, I think. And, I mean, it makes uh, the building is shaking. I don't know if the audience can hear it. We can, I can hear it in here. Uh, so if you hear a little. Let me walk out there and tell them to knock it off. Stop Howard. it. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, no, just just get it done. Just get it done. But try not to give us a flood again. They gave us a flood once before. But I just want to. So you can hear that. And I can. Yes. I, I, if you guys are hearing something, the outdoor work on the streetscape behind our building. I mean, it's right at the. It looks like it must be right up against our building. And it's literally shaking. It's That's shaking not Howard's stomach growling. <clears throat> Could be, but it's not. Ten till the hour on the Watchdog Morning Show. Slider on sports, not far away. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. When the unexpected happens, it's good to know you can count on the certified professional restorers at Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. Whether it's fire, smoke, flood, or storm that damages your home or business, you can rest assured that we have helped thousands of families just like yours. With the right people, equipment, and expertise, we are ready to respond 24 hours a day to get you quickly back on your feet. When disaster strikes, just pick up the phone. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Tune in Mondays at noon for all your local high school sports news from the number one sports editor in the Ohio Valley, The Seth Stasky Show, sponsored by Gumby's, only on The Watchdog. Since 1987, Liberty Distributors has been one of the state's leading suppliers of quality commercial print paper, janitorial supplies, custom packaging, and shipping materials. Liberty has made customer focus and care the first rule of business. We also focus on being environmentally conscious by offering a complete and certified line of green products. Visit LibertyDistributors.com for a full view of our product catalog 
Now with our 20,000 products, training videos, and more. Liberty Distributors, serving the entire Ohio Valley for 30 years. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. You feeling groovy today, pal? Uh, no. No, no groove. I think it's too cold to be groovy. It is. Uh, you're right. It's a little bit too cold to be. It's a little bit cold in here again, too. I'm not complaining. I'm not doing the complaining thing. It's just it's cold. It's, little, it's just cold. It is. Eight before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We're looking at 27 degrees, uh, 30 degrees. Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 27 at the Highlands, 24 in Elm Grove, and 28 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Time to check in with Slider on sports. Sometimes, Howard, outside distractions can become a problem with a big game, right? Okay. The biggest game, the Super Bowl, is this Sunday. And Kansas City Chief quarterback Patrick Mahomes' father was arrested this weekend for driving while intoxicated. He was released on a $10,000 bond, but there could be a little bit more news from this arrest. There are reports that this is his third time That's that Patrick good. Mahomes Sr. has been arrested for drunk driving. So, yeah. Yeah. Gets a little tougher with each time. That does a couple of things. It, it distracts in general from for the game, puts a little distraction on it probably puts mental distraction on on Mahomes. Too. Yeah, you would th- you would think so, but uh, we, we will find out. Howard, if I say the name Carl Withers, does that jump out at you? Carl Withers. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you would know the name Carl Weathers or not. He played college football at San Diego State. He was an undrafted linebacker that made the NFL. Who made the NFL uh, with the Oakland Raiders. He died this weekend, but I bet a lot of people know him better yeah, not for as an actor. Yeah. yeah, so after his brief football career, he became an actor. And his most famous role Rocket. was Apollo Creed. He got that role in 1976. He played the heavyweight champion of the world who faces Rocky Balboa. The movie was great. I think if they had stopped right there, Howard, it would be considered a masterpiece. Probably the greatest sports movie ever made was that one or two was that one but that was the problem then they 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 kept going so two uh, wasn't too bad i'm trying to remember them three is my personal favorite but at some point they they just went berserk on that but the uh, the the character apollo creed was killed off in the fourth rocky he died in the ring to the big russian but he, he was in all kind of movies he was in happy gilmore the predator action jackson carl weathers was 76 i i'm surprised that you recognize the name howard way to go no I, I, not from the sports world but from from the movies from he the was movie, in from right. rocky I, I remember him quite well in rocky saturday was ovac girls basketball championship saturday and we had all five games right here on the watchdog radio network if you missed it here are your winners. It was Martins Ferry over Fort Fry, 37-31. Wheeling Park over Morgantown, 68-53. River gets by Monroe Central, 55-41. Cameron, not too much trouble with Trinity. They win 86-60. And Indian Creek over Buckeye Local, 58-41. Next Saturday, starting at 10 a.m., we will have all five OVAC we'll Boys Basketball Championship games Right here, Howard says it. We're going to do it all again right here on the Watchdog Radio Network. Slider on Sports Time, 756. 
Uh, it's the Watchdog Morning Show. If you want to join us on the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, you can. 304-214-1600. 304-214-1600. Coming up in the next hour, we'll talk with uh, Brad McElhenney. Um, first, about how Groundhog Day has become a political football in West Virginia. Governor Justice said uh, Joe Biden killed Groundhog Day in West Virginia. Uh, then the Senator Manchin said, I saved Groundhog Day in West Virginia. And then Justice said, well, I saved it too. And now there's a dispute between, it all goes back to the area where French Creek Freddy is, uh, lives, a wildlife center here in West Virginia. And it goes back to whether or not that center has followed up on all of its rules and regulations. Our state says, oh, yeah, we've done everything. And the feds say, you guys haven't done anything. You didn't even call us back. So only in West Virginia can Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day become a, uh, uh, a political football. We were talking uh, earlier, uh, Bob, about that uh, shooting on I-470 in the middle of last week uh, where the trucker was shot in the face. And we now, according to the Highway Patrol, here is the story that they believe happened. Uh, the trucker pulled off the road because it was broken down. Another trucker came by, pulled off the road, allegedly to help him, supposedly said, you know, do you need some help? And then shot him in the face and went away. That's the story uh, that we have. Uh, as we said, it's, it's going to be, unless the, the second trucker is an idiot, he's as far away from here as he possibly could be by now. Uh, but can they track him down? Uh, we talked about other traffic cameras from the uh, Frio Stack Auction Service text line. There is a traffic camera at the bottom of 470 Hill on the Ohio-West Virginia state line. The texter says, I watched it the day the interstate sign fell onto the road. I remember that. The big sign fell down um, a couple of months ago. I would say they've probably gone and looked at the cameras from Tuesday. I would think so. Uh, if they're there, I'm sure they've looked at them. And I would say that will help them solve it because they know about what time it happened. Yep. And they could go from there, you know, and just look for that type of truck, that uh, description of that truck. Put license plates together, and uh, hopefully they get this guy. Yeah, if they can get the license plate in particular. But even if not, it was um, – let's see, what did I say? It was uh, a commercial vehicle with blue lettering, probably white. In fact, <clears throat> the texture that I didn't pay attention to last week said it was white. So it probably was a white commercial truck with blue lettering. Um, so they've got some sense of it. When did this happen? Now that you said that, what – it was in the evening, about uh, 1030 at night on Tuesday. So it was an evening event. But uh, hopefully... Um, yeah, we heard about it when we got here for, <clears throat> first thing, uh, what was that, Thursday morning then? No, when Wednesday. The shooting was Tuesday. Tuesday so Wednesday, Wednesday morning. morning. Okay. And again, it was really sketchy in the morning. And um, But ho- again, I, hopefully they'll they'll find him. And uh, But apparently there is a traffic camera. I, there, there are cameras everywhere. And the Ohio Patrol, Ohio has, I won't say more, but we tend to look at the West Virginia side cameras. Channel 7 has all the... Uh, the cameras in West Virginia uh, on their website, you know, Two Mile Hill, Cabela's Drive, um, the Tunnel, Washington Avenue, and so on. But Ohio has a, a big network of cameras, so hopefully they'll be able to find find out. Um, I don't know if we're spending too much time on this or not, but it's just such a bizarre story to me. I, I really I hope to we can find out more about it, and I hope whoever is responsible, um, and I'm assuming that the story is as we now are getting it, but whatever happened, I think we need to know, and I think the police need to hold folks accountable. And, again, I, b- I believe they are trying, and I'm sure that they that they will. You, too, can text in 304-214-1600 if you would like to. Brad McElhinney next hour, I mentioned. Also, we'll talk about the streetscape, which we're, we're hearing them jackhammering on the streetscape right here behind our building. They just stopped 
They were listening, Howard. It's so calm right now. It's so calm because that jackhammering has stopped. Uh, the streetscape prop. The good news is they're moving the paving of Main Street up. It's going to be done a lot faster than we thought on Main Street. We'll talk about that coming up next hour. And then I'm really looking forward to the 9 o'clock hour to Rebecca Kiger. Uh, she'll be talking about East Palestine. 1370 WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News. I'm Alex Stone in Los Angeles County under a state of emergency and a flash flood warning this morning. It's been raining hard here since yesterday afternoon.